it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stand in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh. Grab for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yeah. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. It's good to be here with all you fine Buckeye fans, and it's good to celebrate America. Yes, indeed. I'm Timmy Hall. I'm with my main man, Bodie Wells. Bode, man, it's good to see you. Happy 4th of July, buddy. Happy 4th, Timmy, as uh, Ron Swanson once said. Everything that happened before July 4th, 1776, was a mistake. (laughs) That's right. Beating England, one of the best (laughs) things that we were uh, ever able to do. And, you know, we certainly appreciate all our fine listeners out there, and we're glad to be here in a best-of format just to keep you guys company as you are going to and fro your backyard barbecues or whatever you're getting ready to do. I, you know, I haven't even, as we're recording this, I believe a lot of the municipalities have their fireworks displays on the 4th of July, but I'm not entirely sure because I think Hilliard's got theirs on the 3rd, so I, I will have already right, taken that one in. Yeah, I think Red, White, and Boom's Monday, Monday night. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought because my mom was letting me know so, the other day. Like, hey, maybe it's like Halloween. Night traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's any day. You never know. Maybe you can hit two, three, four <laughs> days in a row there. Get all the fireworks that you can uh, take in. Maybe at this time on 4th of July, the holiday's already in the books, and we just didn't know it yet. That very well could be the case, yeah. But, you know, hanging out with friends and families, whether it's the fireworks, or for me, it's that barbecue. Oh, it's yeah, all the, the good cookout. food. cookout. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's, it's fireworks are fine, but, you know, it's the cookout that really gets things going. I mean, and, when I, and when I say barbecue, I really do want those barbecue meats. I want the pulled pork. I want the brisket. Burgers and dogs and brats, they're great, but if we can kick it up that notch to ribs and brisket... And pulled pork, that's what I like. But we got a lot of fun things coming up here that we've had discussions about over the past two or three weeks. And you're going to listen to them right now. So sink into your favorite chair or whatever and enjoy the best of the Buckeye show. Using the Buckeye hookup to play golf at Scarlet whenever we can. This is the Buckeye show. What a day. I cannot believe we're sitting here in early June. Middle of June, basically, where there's usually nothing in front of us to discuss. We're going into whatever we're thinking about, whatever topics we want to come up with. And now we got the future of Big Ten football right here for us with this special show that the conference put on today. And we're learning about USC and UCLA joining. And we finally get some some real answers. They've been predictions until now as to how this is going to look like. But no divisions, man, going forward. And, uh, you know, aside from me being a little upset that uh, a Penn State game, an annual Penn State game is going away now, it, it will be here every other year and possibly, you know, because they said it's not really you'll see the whole conference every two years, but you'll see the whole conference twice in a four-year span. And they want to give themselves some flexibility to recycle the schedules a little bit based on, you know, competitive trends. Kerry Kenny, who's the COO of the Big Ten, he spoke again today. Tony Petiti, the commissioner. But that was something that Kenny said, is that it's it's two-year increments, but it'll allow you to be a little bit more responsive to the trends, responsive to changes in the postseason model. He said, we don't know how the college football playoff committee is going to evaluate teams in the expanded playoff, but we're pretty darn sure that this model that we're putting forward and the depth of the games and the quality of the games, it's going to send a pretty strong and significant message. Well, I mean, that's the most important part. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the big 10 championship is, I mean, the big 10 champion is going to get the first round by 
But it's about trying – I think the Big Ten is trying to get as many guys or as many teams as they can in the big in the 12. And if you get some at, – at some point, the strength of schedule is going to play a part of it. When, it. when you get down to those 11 and 12 teams, you know, that the strength of schedule, who did they play? Do they have any quality wins? Well, if you can put up, put together and say, listen, we played such and such – you know, we played a really good schedule – and the only teams we lost to was the Big Ten champions or something like that or the two that Absolutely. was in the game, then yeah. that makes you look like you actually got a really good schedule. So I think the model that they presented, even though it does sound like an insurance plan, <laughs> I think it is a great thing and it's going to allow maybe a third team to sneak into that that CFP. Yeah, they need to – almost like when we talked about legends and leaders, the names of the divisions – that we had for a while before it just went east and west. Mm-hmm. They might have to, I know this is day one, but they had a lot of time to think about this, to put out a name for the plan, or you don't need a name. You know what I mean? You just well, don't, you don't need a name is it? for your time? scheduling model. One just more, forget about it. Just tell it? us what the model is. One more time. What's the it Flex name? Protect Plus. Why the plus? You love it. Yeah, the plus. Why the plus. That's the part that gets me the most. Flex Protect Plus. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is the, Plus in this, the, the protect is the is the guaranteed rivalries. Man. The flex is that the schedule's flexible over a two or a four year span. But plus what? The plus what's t- extra? It, it tickles me. It really does. It <laughs> it's tickles just me. Fun. The plus is for the fun. That's what it is. Well, everything. Well, what, is- is, what is like the thing you get at Disney World? That's got a plus in it, right? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Why isn't it just Disney? Why is it Disney Plus? Well, you maybe- the app. I don't. Well, is it? I'm talking about the thing you get that gets you like the lightning speed. You know, go ahead in the line when you go to the actual park. The Big Ten Plus. There is Big Ten Plus. That's the app, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what. So everything is. That's just a new wave. Now you got to put the plus on it, Till. We're in plus territory now. Ninety-seven one the fan plus the Buckeye Show plus. Yeah, that, that's you're coming you up might with be some great ideas here. Now, Tyler. Tyler. You know what? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what the Buckeye Show Plus is, but sounds pretty exciting. I think I'm changing my mind on this plus word, all this plus crap. Just pour it in. Let's go. It makes the fan feel like it's better. Like you got something extra. Wait, plus? I can't miss that. Uh, not the, just a regular plus? Yeah. The Buckeye you're, Show Plus. You're all plus members now. <laughs> so, welcome. Uh, back to business here. Back to what's going on here. So, you know, wh- where we leave off, talking about the college football playoff and getting teams in. I mean, yeah. Tyvis, w- with the conference going to 16 games here, there is no way that you're not. Teams. 16 Sorry, 16 teams. Say, they 16 games. They, they wanted to cut a lot more than the NIL check. Look, you've already got Ohio State and Michigan that made a four-team college football playoff. So the goal would be to shoot for four teams, right? To get into a twelve-team model, when you, you think of USC you coming think into you're the fray, get four in there. I'm saying your goal, if at a, you had a four-team model and you just took two, <laughs> so when you add it to twelve, and you've got Ohio State and Michigan still operating the way they're operating, USC's going to be coming in here. I know they won't have Caleb Williams anymore, but do you think Lincoln Riley is planning on slowing down Don't just they? because Caleb Williams goes pro? No, they got another quarterback that's a five-star. That's what I'm talking about, so, and, and that's the thing, Lincoln between Lincoln. And and Ryan Day, those two are like the two quarterback gurus. So if you want to be a good quarterback right. and make it to the NFL, those are the two guys that you probably well, want to go through. They, they are the two guys who college football is anointing that have not won national championships yet. Yeah. They're kind of – Ryan Day, of yeah. course, has been more on the doorstep 
than Lincoln Riley. But like you said, as far as production and development of quarterbacks, a hundred percent, you take what he, you know, the guys that he sent pro and the Heisman winners at, at Oklahoma and bringing a guy from Oklahoma to USC and already having a Heisman there. It's, it's ridiculous what's being done, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's a lot of talent in this conference now. Well, that's what's going to make that crazy. game that interesting because you got these two coaches that's really good at recruiting these quarterbacks and developing these quarterbacks that that game you're going to have to be flawless or it's either, it's either going to be a low score game or it's going to be 77 to 68, something like that, because these guys can sling it. Do you get a little bit, are you a little jealous as a former athlete with what's going on here? Is there a part of you that is saying, I want to be a part of this and how, you know, you've got the West coast teams jumping into it and this is a bigger Big Ten conference, a little bit more competitive, more conference games. No. The, cha- the way the championship game is going to go now, it's one versus two. It's you know, just going to be the two best teams in the conference, which I think is the way a conference championship game should go. The two best teams will then play. I agree with that. We definitely would have made we, – we probably would have won a lot more championships for sure. Um, am I upset about it? No. I mean, I guess what, make, what keeps me calm about all of this is that I – got to win it all. You know, I got to win the Big Ten Championship. I got to win the National Championship. So I'm kind of content with, with the way that my career was. Now, if we didn't do those things, then maybe I would be looking at it differently. I, I saw another thing here as far as, because don't you always read a story like this or watch the show today and you mm-hmm. think about trying to come up with a scheduling model that will be the best for everybody. When, you know, we're sitting here talking about how Iowa got three games protected. Ohio State got one. Penn State got none. We're making a, I love the hilarious one is Rutgers and Maryland. It's like, <laughs> you guys just play with yourselves. You know, don't, you, you can go together. Don't worry about the rest of the Big Ten. You give the two low level Big Ten East Reds their protected game. But the number of versions they threw into it, uh, Kenny said, uh, Kerry Kenny again said the Big Ten reviewed 171 versions of this model. And, you know, they decided that a varied approach could preserve the most important pairings and create the best rotation so players could compete in every stadium. You were never going to get something perfect now with 16 teams coming in. Yeah. But that's how many different variations they were looking at. Man. Yeah. I mean, at least they put a lot of time and effort in it. This ain't something that they just threw together. If they had a hundred and how many you say? Seventy one. Hundred and seventy one different, you know, things to go through. At least they all, you know, as as they eliminated them down, everybody had a little say so in this and they came up with what was best. We won't know if it's really good or not until we see it in action. So we have to wait till next year. But I like it. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I I like it for the most part. I would have loved keeping at least one more protected game with Penn State. And I don't like the immediate example we're going to set with the lack of a big non-conference game next I hate, year. I hate that one. I don't like that. Like, there, this is a place where I think you need to have Who a was the first, who's the first? Texas type. I don't have it in front of me anymore. Southern Miss, right? Southern, Southern Miss, Miss yeah. Western, and Marshall. That's the three. Look out, Marshall. Look out. Look out. I'll get you. Bodie, you know. I'm just saying. You know, we are. Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fan. All Buckeyes all the time. You're welcome. This is the Buckeye Show on the fan. Timmy and Tyvis on my favorite day of the week. little Thursday action. Ladies night on the Buckeye Show. Thirsty Thursday. Back when we were all roaming around campus, we get to our favorite watering hole at some time 
between 8 and 9 o'clock and stay there until 2 a.m. until the lights came on and they kicked us out. What a great night of the week. What a fantastic day. You stayed out to 2 a.m.? Oh, all the time. Tim, I was Tuesday, a- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Damn. Saturday. Wow, I had no idea. You know what time I went to sleep? I was forced into it. I might not have done that if I was, I was a lone wolf, but I was, in a, I was with a pack of guys back then, so they mm. were all doing it, so I was doing so it. So you were a follower. I guess you could say so. <laughs> Tim, it sounds so bad when Tim. you say, oh, you're a follower, you oh, sheep. That's what you, that's I was hanging out with my friends. Some some people are leaders. What about when in Rome? What about that phrase? No. It's got nothing to do with being a leader or being a follower. How about a when in Rome? No. You're in college. You have fun. I have fun. You got a few years of this. I have fun. I'm I went soaking to bed, in. And I went to bed at 11 o'clock. Well, 11. I, look, I. 11 o'clock. I'd, I'd put it this way. I'd say I had one really good year. And then by the time I got into my junior, senior years, I started to focus on what was going to be next. I started interning at a radio station. So and you, that's how I'm here today so because you, I made those choices. So, you, so lucky, a, for the, lucky for the fine audience, you fine Buckeye <laughs> fans. The way it went that way, so here I a, am. As a junior and senior, you didn't participate in ladies night on uh, well, I mean, I was getting up when I was interning at uh, the station in Kansas City. I was helping out the morning drive show, which started at 6 a.m. Mm. So I was leaving Lawrence at 4 in the morning, 3.45 in the morning. Give myself a good hour to get in there so I'd be there before 5 a.m., which about, was well before what, an hour. What about on the weekends? Just depended. I just had a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, part-time jobs, Tyvis. Yeah. you know, Mom would... and Dad only chipped in with so much for the s- spending cash. So I had to have a lot of part-time jobs to keep afloat. I respect that. I, I didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. So it did, you know, it is what it was. I had two radio station gigs and two golf course gigs at the same time. Four jobs you sound at like, the same time. That sounds like me right now. <laughs> Just hustling, <laughs> man. Four Seven jobs days right a week, now. like eight days a week, really, like a Beatles song. That's how often I was working. But big day for the future of Big Ten football with the scheduling model right in front of our faces. Now, Tyvis, back to this. We are now, like we lived in with the legends and leaders, mm-hmm. we just never got it because eh, those guys up there, they weren't worth a whole lot but now with the way these two teams are trending you are in a position where the divisions go away and the big 10 championship game is going to feature the top two teams in the league i know they're still it's said here today that they're working on the tie-breaking process but we've seen this before we've seen other conferences go this way so you piggyback off that you come up with the most logical thing and you're good Mm -hmm. the fact that you could have the two-week banger ohio state michigan two weeks in a row I mean, there's uh, honestly, there's a decent chance you see this in the first year. It's applicable Whoa. in 2024. Whoa. The way the programs are trending, they're both top five, top ten in the country. Whoa. I'm just saying. US, if USC finishes undefeated and the Buckeyes finish undefeated, that would be your championship game because they don't even play in the regular season. Well. 24. Yeah, that's true. So th- there's no way that that's going to happen in the first year. They're not going to have Caleb Williams next year. You don't think it's... Hey, you got a point. And, and, I, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah wait, 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 wait. Bodeman, didn't we just stare at USC's 2024 schedule next year, which has LSU and Notre Dame on it? Yeah, plus Michigan, right? <laughs> yes. So, so UCLA it's a, it's a is tough schedule. Rival. Yeah. We'll see if Chip Kelly can I'm not. I'm there. not buying into LSU or Notre Dame. Uh, forget about that. You're missing the point here. <laughs> forget about what you think USC is going to do. Where's your head at now, knowing as an Ohio State player going into this future now where you 
at some point you will see it. It's just a matter of when, but you will see it one time where Ohio State Michigan plays the regular season game and then boom, right back to the Big Ten Championship and then possibly boom, maybe a third time in a college football playoff if they go deep enough and meet each other again. My only concern, my only question is how does the gold pants work? Do you get three pair? Or do you get one? Do they do it? Because the basketball team. Great question. Basketball team. You, you have to win every, every game you face. And then you get a pair of gold jerseys. Gold, gold jersey, whatever that, like that is. Yeah. yeah. So is they adopting that model? Is they getting three pairs of pants if they win? Like, I, it's interesting. Because if that's the case, I would love to see them three year, three times a year go ahead and well, get three well, pairs of pants. I, I'm not going to let you get away with that answer because I know. I know the how does the gold pant process work is cannot be the first thing that comes into your mind when there's a possibility that you play Michigan two straight weeks in big time games. To be honest with you, a regular season crown and then a Big Ten championship. To be honest with you, back when we played, it wouldn't have mattered if we played them five. It would have been the same result. They need to get back to that over there at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. They do that. It doesn't matter. You could play them 10 times. 10 times, you're still going to lose all 10. Well, I mean, clearly, though, we've we've heard from a lot of fans. And we know where they're at with that game. And we've heard from a lot of fans just on expansion, right? Mm -hmm. And what's one of the biggest things people have hated about expanding the college football playoff? What they say about what that does to college football. It that makes the regular season not diminished. Yeah. Takes away from the regular well, season. So does every other sport. Basketball, NBA. Do they care about the regular season? No. NFL? No. Like it doesn't in every sport it doesn't really matter. Well, it's funny that you say that because I mean That's what makes college football amazing oh, though, Oh, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, no, it does not. We don't want it to be like every other sport. We, we want are, it to be. It's just perfectness. It's, as but hold, it is. But hold on. It's hold literally on. adopted everything that the NFL is doing, I, which is terrible. We don't need two <laughs> NFLs. We need I, a college football. Now, NFL. look, I, I agree that you don't want to completely <laughs> replicate something, but you you just said the NFL regular season doesn't matter. I got to push back on okay, that. Yes, a, it does. A, it is great. Outside, Every week of the action, I think, is fantastic. Outside of winning the number one seed, no, it doesn't matter. Unless you're in the hunt or you're the number one seed. That's the only two times it Man, really matters. I, I still disagree because sometimes you don't know until very late in the season. Like, there's something to say about locking yourself into that playoff position and taking a deep breath. But even and then, then again, like you said, it did lose a little bit that we only have <laughs> one bye week and not two on honest to God. Like when they added the extra team and what we had with the, the lack of the Bengals getting that game against the bills and why it was so dramatic last year with the DeMar Hamlin situation and them not playing that game, mm-hmm. what that did to the playoff race and who was going to get that bye week and your chances that to me, is insanely interesting how you're a great team, you're in the postseason, but then you still got to be in that sweet spot to know, all right, we don't really need it because we can't get the number one seed, but we're safely in. And then there's still a bunch of teams going into the final two weeks that can't get in. But again, NFL aside, I I still could never get there where the last game of the regular season is Ohio State-Michigan, and it can be diminished all that much. I mean, I guess that's to each person as a man or a woman who's going to say that that just because you would see them again next week and you you really wouldn't know you're going to see them again next week right 
there would probably probably be other things that are playing out in that last week yeah. that would have to fall that way. Yeah. And the Ohio State-Michigan game included would be a big thing that might cancel one of them out. That would still have to click into place. I just I just accept it. I just accept what's coming and this this so new you're, you're saying that place that we're going to in college football. I just accept it. Well, that's the thing, though. Like you, I don't. I just don't really see it happening. I just don't. It will happen. I'm sure it's some. Yeah, maybe once every twenty five years, but and the way that this schedule is, and I just is you got a USC, you got a Penn State. Like I don't understand why you just think that it's going to just boom happen like soon. I don't see why you. Well, think that. it's just you know, eleven and one, eleven and one, and then. You beat everybody else. Tie Once every 25 years feels, feels, feels extreme. Because yeah. it probably would have happened how many times in the last 10 years? Four or five? Like you said, you're adding USC. But yeah, still, since they like, left Legends and Leaders. Yeah, how many times would it have happened? Like quite a handful, honestly. It probably would have happened the last two years. Would it have happened right? the last two years? And then, uh, I think. was it 18, what maybe else? even 16? Well, it's, it's going to happen less often. You know why? Less, but once every 25 years. Once, probably, yeah, once every, I'm going to tell you why. Once every, because that's why you don't make Penn State and Ohio State a protected game, so you can eliminate stuff like that. That's why you add a USC, so you can eliminate stuff like that. That's, those two teams right there alone is going to challenge for that, that second spot, All right, whether, well, whether it's between Ohio State or the team up north. The Buckeye Show is sponsored by CareSource, the only show that's all Buckeyes all the time. Proud to be your flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. You're listening to the best of the Buckeye Show. Because there's no such thing as too much Buckeyes. Proud to be your home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan. Where Timmy Hall can start swooning over Aaron Kraft any second. It's the Buckeye Show. Ah, that one makes me laugh every time. <laughs> that one makes sense for tonight. It does, actually. Later. Later, yeah, though. Later. You, you wait. You just wait. Later in the second hour. Tyvis is here on a Tuesday. A Tuesday with feel. Storytime Tuesday. 67 days to Buckeye football. Where the beard, Ryan Day, is your head football coach. And, you know, you look at what he's done and... You're sending me pre-show texts, you know, about what what could happen, you know, if things don't go right for both football and <laughs> basketball, what could happen? You know, where's that positive Tyvis? You know, where's that positive Tyvis no, where no, it no, will no. it will happen the no, right way? We will get it done in both of those sports. I don't like how later you, this year. I don't like how you said that. That's not what you, no. When it when we when we come to radio, we have to come up. With, <laughs> we gotta be sharp. We gotta come up with topics that can, we can discuss things. Okay, so we was playing the what if the what if game is what we were going to play. Don't just try to make it seem like I'm because I want bo- I want them both to succeed. I don't. Why would I want them to fire their coach? That makes no sense. No, I want them to succeed here. Obviously, we both do. <laughs> and you know, this is where this gets strange too because. Clearly, like we're not dumb. Like we understand the the rate that Ryan Day is winning at right here. If we mm. focus solely on football right now. Like this is it's a guy that's lost what's he, forty five and six? He has not lost anyone outside of the top twenty five. But then again, like there's there's two sides to this mm. and you could focus on what was the state of the program when he took the job over. Urban Meyer went seven years, didn't even see double digit losses. Won a national championship. Started winning the Big Ten Conference year after year. Yeah. Now Ryan Day's to a point where that's the expectation where, 
winning the Big Ten title has become a normal thing. You know, you're just sort of one or two clicks away from what's been going on with the power SEC programs. Mm -hmm. Only difference is those guys are cashing in when they win conference championships and then they're winning the national championship more often than not. And when you got boatloads of talent right here, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. It's what are you doing with all of the talented recruits that you're bringing in? And look, it's it's not that it hasn't been good. Good is the enemy of great, yeah. right? Like that's uh, that's what you're talking about. And I could even go so far as to say that they've been great for the most part. But then wh- how do you define the difference between great and championship level? <laughs> Excellent, elite, whatever you want to tab it. That's that's where they're trying to get. And any coaching ranking that you're going to look at, if it doesn't have Ryan Day up around the top five, it's probably just wrong because when you look at everyone else out there, all the fish in the sea, he's got to be up there. I didn't have. I think they came out with a rank earlier this year, and they had him like seventh or something like that. And it was like, wow, that the <laughs> that's crazy. No, I'd I like think, to find that list again to see who like the six and five would yeah, have been it, it that was, they gave the nods to. I mean, it's a short list, probably Kelly down at LSU. I don't think they did. For all the winning he did at Notre Dame, where he they maybe have had a I little know they, bit. I I mean, know you got to say Notre Dame has had less to play with than in Ohio State. Wouldn't think, you agree? I think I know that they had Bodie would. Jim in front of No, he would not. <laughs> yes, he, he would. would. No, he would not. He would admit that Notre Dame has had much less to work with player-wise, roster-wise. Bodie, tell him that 100%. You, you won't give Brian Kelly any credit. No, he liked, he liked the double-digit win seasons. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him some credit. I'm not rooting for him down at LSU, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he's certainly working with a little bit of a shorter hand there. Let me tell you what this most recent analytical look at the list is, because I don't know which one you're referring to. That could just be an ESPN yeah, list, a couple yeah, guys like there, that. yeah, just making it. But this is the CRI, and this one's a little different than some of the other ones we've looked at because of what they're saying about this list. The coach rating index, This uh, they've determined the 10 best head coaches in college football in a formula-based development a uh, matrix analytical. That's who does this. So apparently a 24 seven sports was given an exclusive look at this data for the first time. And it's saying that this is something uh, MAS, they call themselves. They would sell this to athletic departments. I don't know. Maybe you could talk to some people, Tyvis and confirm that this is the thing. Cause I know, you know it, it's saying that when, you know, programs do coaching searches, they might take a peek at some of this stuff to find out at least a little bit more. It could all be complete BS. Who the heck knows? It says it's a grading system with over 30,000 individual unit profiles, over 250,000 annual coaching result reports, and it's an on-field role in uh, the time span in either the FBS or FCS levels. Uh, if a guy's in the database, uh, you'll get a career number rating uh, and an accompanying career star rating. So position coaches can go through this. Head coaches can get put in this as well. I think uh, it was created in 09. So that's when the data becomes available. It says, for example, Saban's career at Alabama. It's been graded, but not his stint at LSU. Also, any FBS coaches grade includes previous performances as a coach at the FCS level. So you get five stars, almost like a recruiting yeah, that's what I'm about to say. You star rating. Yeah. Yeah. 90 to a hundred is five stars Four, you get four and a half and then four, three and a half and then three. So every point five, you get that, okay. that star level. So go down to top to the top 10. Jeff Brom appears in this 
Very interesting. A 78.86 rating. 10th best coach. Yeah. And that's hard to determine because, again, it's going to take into account what you have working with you, mm-hmm. what they expect with the talent on the roster. It I mean, weighs expectation versus performance, and they have supposedly come up with a formula for how you've done. Well, I mean, I think that he's done a great job. When he was at Purdue, he was really good. I mean, it was it was obviously he beat the Buckeyes one time. So they beat him, but yeah. he's only two games over five hundred overall. And, That's tough to come but up. But he's with. had some seasons, like this season where the running back tore his Achilles. Um, what was that? Two years ago, Purdue's he, running back. Yeah, yeah. How, you oh, mean no, Rondale no, Moore? No, yeah, Rondale. Was it Rondale? Yeah, okay. not the runner. Not I me, mean, yeah. not the runner, but receiver. I mean, I get that, but how like much he's, he's, could Rondale Moore have been, you know, the guy? Well, they did make it to a Big Ten championship you know game. Saying, they did. Yeah. He, he did really well for them. All right, whatever, whatever. Josh Heupel, Tennessee, nine. Uh, Hugh Freeze, Auburn, eight. Wow. Uh, Chris Kleiman, Kansas State, seven. Jim Harbaugh, six. Huh? Dabo Swinney, five. And Ryan Day, four. Lincoln Riley, three. Kirby Smart, two. Nick Saban, one. No surprise there. Does Lincoln Riley get denied because of the Heismans? I mean, I don't know what. Like, because he hasn't, he hasn't, I can't he hasn't see, even won a CFP game. I can't see what the tipping point is like and with what, this formula and like what it weighs more than the rest. Like, it has to be more player development. Because he's not winning those championships. That's yeah. I'm I'm saying like he's done really well at developing quarterbacks. Obviously, he's had number one picks twice. He's had what three Heisman or something. There, three yeah, Heisman Baker, winners. Kyler, and Caleb. Caleb now. So, but like as far as the team goes, it's not like they ain't won a CFP game. So I don't understand. At least Ryan Day, you can say he won a CFP game. Now he don't got the Heisman quarterbacks. He've had some in the running. He's. I think they have might have the better offense as a as a whole, but I don't see why that puts. I guess Heisman's is big, but I don't see why that puts them him above Ryan Day. That's kind of a shocker to me. Well, and then you know maybe the the reason that Jim Harbaugh is behind him is because when they get into the college football playoff, they've been blasted two years in a row. <laughs> they didn't get blasted last year. Yeah, they didn't get blasted last they, year. They started. But they started when, off getting but, blasted. But what I will back. say is when you realize how far away TCU was from Georgia yeah, that, that and how close it. Ohio State was with Georgia, yeah. that makes you think of something. How they were even getting beat by TCU, regardless if it was close or a blowout. Where is he at on this list? Six. And again, he's got the, the back-to-back wins over Ryan Day, but then it's, what is your full tenure, Ben? This goes back to 2009. There's been some struggles for them. Well, they have Ryan been, Day's been pretty consistent yeah. at the top. It's just now the, the little inconsistencies in the game that matters the most to fans around here. Ryan Day step, came, stepped over, or took over, what, 2018, 2019? Yeah. And they won, what, two Big Ten championships since then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Night, first and second year. And then twenty one and twenty two. They went to the championship. Stubbed the toe. Like at least they got, to yeah. The got went to the beat Clemson, so got that monkey off the back, uh, and, and then lost. got housed by Alabama. Oh, why you gotta say it? I'm just. We it lost. was a fact. We lost. It was a fact. <laughs> we lost. No, I think Ryan Day could be is four. I, I like that. I, I mean, I like if he he just got to get over that. Obviously, he got to take it step by step. You know, right now is focused on beating the team up north. Then you got to win that that CFP game, which you've already had the experience of doing that. I guess you got the experience of beating the team up north too. You just got to put it all together. Well, Th- this city and this everybody in college football is waiting on Ohio State to put it all together. They yeah. had moments where glimpses where they look really good, but they've never completed the whole task, despite the fact of being one of the most 
ready teams, the most prepared teams, top to bottom with coaches and players. It just goes to show you how fascinating it is that you could be you could, people could collectively look and you could argue Dabo Swinney should be ahead because he's won two national championships mm-hmm. in this college football playoff era. That matters how he slips. I know his Clemson has slipped bad. a little bit. You little could say, bit. I mean, a little bit. They're still getting to double digit wins and they're winning their conference. You could argue the ACC isn't the Big Ten and you'd be correct in arguing that. But still, I would take two national championships in a 10 year period, even with a tiny bit of a slide here, because that is what we're playing for. That's what a lot of people are telling me now in this new era that the rivalry game will count a little bit less. And it's just forget about that. Can you get in and then win a national championship? Well, they did it twice. They've got double the titles that Ohio state has in this recent period, but you can do that. And you could be thought of that highly on the coaching scale, the rankings. But if you're losing the wrong game, just twice here, People can be at your throats. We've been your Jackets flagship station since day one. All the goals, all the action, all the memories. Your home for the Columbus Blue Jackets, the fan Ohio sports destination. All Buckeyes all the time. You're listening to the best of the Buckeye show on your flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The fan Ohio sports destination. Brace yourselves for more Buckeye banter. This is the Buckeye show. Happy Tuesday, Buckeye fans. Timmy and Tyvis here with you. Yes, indeed, we are brought to you by our good friends at CareSource here on the Buckeye Show, so we thank them. Now, when I showed you this headline, you talk about a story where you could go a couple different ways with, and it's it's all how you're feeling today, or in this case, since the last game, the last two games. Feelings can be a little bit off, right? When you see something and you get some of that off-season trash talking again, this... This could be nothing. This could be nothing <laughs> at all. But it's going to have some type of an effect on Buckeye fans because it's got to do with Michigan. Mm-hmm. And if they are doing something that has a certain type of feeling that it's for a specific someone and it's not Ohio State, mm-hmm. then you might go, well, huh, why? Why are you doing that? So this is what's going on. This is a story. According to Bruce Feldman, Jim Harbaugh has added a portion, a segment of drills to their practices, and they're calling it a beat Georgia period. Mm -hmm. So that's what they've added. Now, I didn't see anything about how they've taken away any sort of beat Ohio State type of mantras or beat Ohio, whatever the hell they want to say. But I would think to beat the team down south, maybe that's what they call it. It's just beat Georgia. Like they're doing a beat Georgia period. No, I'm talking about for us. Be, oh, yeah. Yeah. For Ohio State. Beat the team down south. I, I think it's like a beat Ohio, whatever. But clearly the Bulldogs are the team to beat in college football. It's funny to say that. And Alabama still exists. <laughs> you know, like there's there's two squads that you have to go through. They don't even play this year, right? Alabama and Georgia, they don't play. No, you're right. I don't think. But Jim Harbaugh has recently said that it's, quote, championship or bust, given the the talent that returns to his team. And depending on where you look, you're going to see Ohio State and Michigan right there, like neck and neck, possibly in that three and four spot, you know, nationally when you're just throwing them out. Mm. Georgia, Bama, Buckeyes, Michigan. So this will be fun. Like this will be exciting based on what the predictions are all saying and where we have these teams pegged to finish. That is what it's going to look like. So some other things go on. It says uh, somebody noted here recently that 
you know, playing up their their big important games. It's not new for Harbaugh to do. We may have even argued that he wasn't pouring enough into the Ohio State game every year, all year long, yeah. evidenced by the lack of success early on. Now that it's flipped, but there was a, a recruiting visit, 2025 linebacker Montrez Walker from, surprisingly, Buford, Georgia. He noticed that he had placed a book entitled Everything Great About Ohio State on his office table, centerpiece for everyone to see. And upon further inspection, when you flip through the book, the whole thing was blank. So that's Harbaugh's play. So obviously they're not forgetting about Ohio State, but I don't know. You you had thoughts on the fact that they've installed something that focuses on another team, maybe sort of bypassing Ohio State to the bigger prize, to the bigger picture. Let it let anything that can sink in, <laughs> sink in well, about this rivalry. Well, I think that, to be honest with you, I think that they're in a place where Ohio State was, you know, in 2020 or 2021, you know, where at this you won two games against your rival. So it's like right now it's like that's that's the standard that to be is to be expected. But we haven't succeeded in the CFP. And I think where they are now is that is they're trying to they probably are kind of overlooking the, the Ohio State game now because. The last couple of years, it hasn't even been close. They've won by, like I say, 21 or more in those games. So right now they feel like their program is in a place where it it's a championship program and we have to get, they have to find a way to get it to, to win that national championship while it's still, you know, cooking like that. So I think by installing this period, obviously Georgia is the top, top team in college football. I mean, they've won back-to-back championships. And I think the the mindset that he's trying to install is that we have to be prepared to beat the, the best team to win it all, you know? And that's, that's kind of how we did back when we did the, uh, the chase, when we won it in 2014, you know, it was, we had to beat Michigan state and we had to find a way to win the big 10 championship. And then obviously things went on from there. I think he's just going, taking the next step in the program. You know, the rivalry is we've, we've dominated the rivalry the past two years. Now let's go out here and win this CFP. So I'm not mad at them for doing that. No. However, what I will say is you never want to overlook a team like Ohio state because right now Ohio state's focus is on beating you guys. And this does not, necessarily mean that they are right like Mm. this is someone found out that they've why are they not allowed to install some kind of period no they've in their practice that focuses on (laughs) beating a national championship contender outside the the conference they've earned the right to do it. georgia kicked their ass the last time they saw them yeah and they won two straight titles if that's what they're going for but again this is all part of the games that you play and did, did this not Make you think back to Ryan Day's recent comments. What was he on that? The Holtman pod. Everybody's starting a pod now. Yeah. The Holtman and Terrence Styles yeah. and Ryan Day on. Yeah. The coaches. Something. Yeah. More than coach speak. Yeah. And it was about, you know, what went wrong or what could I have done better as a mm-hmm. coach against yeah. Michigan? Yep. What was he? He said something about, you know, I think back to it. You want the game so bad that the focus can just be on winning the game. But what does winning the game actually mean? You can't just win it. You have to win each play. He's trying to parse it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Really, maybe not focus as much on the, oh my God, you know, got to beat Michigan, got to beat Michigan, got to beat Michigan, but more of an analytical approach as to what are the technical things that we have to do. Yeah. If you don't have that fire in your belly, that blood boiling mm-hmm. thing, and that's a bigger that's a bigger if, problem if you, going on. Yeah, you shouldn't. You should probably not be out there. But like I say, I don't. They shouldn't. 
it, it literally to me feels like they've adopted that the team up north have kind of adopted what Ohio State did a couple of years ago. You know, where at, at, when when Coach Combs got here, they hired him, and the only thing on their mind because they had just lost in 2019 to Clemson, it was beat Clemson, beat Clemson. Like that's where the number one focus was at because they knew that they would have to beat Clemson. Whether it was in the national championship or was it in this in the semis? Yeah, obviously Walk it was through. in the semis, and boom, they beat Clemson because that was their whole focus. It wasn't on the team up north. Don't get me wrong; they still had the team up north. Periods, but a lot of people's mindset was we have to find a way to beat Clemson. Seems like to me that they've adopted that same thing at the team up north. We have to beat Georgia, whether that's in the semis, because if you look at Georgia's schedule, they'll probably go twelve and zero, and they'll be in it. So whether that's in the semis or whether that's in the championship, at some point, if we want to win it all. We have to find a way to beat Georgia. I now, the, I will say for yeah. us, it didn't work out well because we lost to Alabama. So that's why I'm saying I don't know if they should be adopting that. Yeah, and that that's what stinks about how that worked out. But that was such a jagged year. That was the pandemic season. Yeah, things were so skewed. SEC got a good full season, and rightfully so. The better team, they had more talent they on did. that roster. They had an unbelievable yeah, team. <laughs> there have been Alabama teams that Ohio State could take on their best day. Yeah, like the best and then there was the that Alabama receiver, team. The best yeah. running back, the best offensive line. Well, they had the Heisman winner, and he was a receiver. You yeah. know, wasn't even a running back or a quarterback that year. Yeah, a wide was, receiver never gets the Heisman. It was, that's probably one of the best Alabama teams in Alabama history. But I get it, you know. You go back to once you get to that game, all the buildup is done. Then you got to play like you've got to you've got to focus on what things you had to improve on. And we know what those things are. It is not shooting yourself in the foot by giving up chunk plays on defense. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in a position where you can go and win that game and even grab a nice little one or two touchdown lead well, when you get into those important parts of the football game. If you do everything good enough throughout that portion, because it will be a tough game. We know that. Well, what I will say is the biggest thing that I'm going to pay attention to this season for our football team, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, is what you just said, the chunk plays. You know, last year we we kept overlooking them. We was okay if we gave up a couple of games. But now after what just happened – in these games, uh, you can't. You got to minimize them. 